This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Tonight, we really need to understand again that one of Satan's main keys into destroying our lives is to get us in this mode of sickness. And so as we begin to think about illness and sickness and all that, it sort of takes away our ability to, to really do what we want to do in life. I think people today really understand the need for wellness more than ever before. So that's kind of where we are right now in the world, aren't we? A lot of, yep. a lot of sickness, a lot of fear kind of talked about all the time. It's just a little bit of a crazier time than I think any of us have ever seen unless you were in the Vietnam War or something of that sort. So we always like to begin these episodes with foundational truths. And some of us may get tired of hearing these things, but it's okay. We'll keep speaking it until we uh, get results from it because these foundational truths must be understood. I was dealing with somebody just today that is... is um, they're just pushing supplements all the time. I mean, it's just, it's the most garbage, ridiculous thing to do. Push supplements and don't talk about nutrition. And this guy is having a hard time absorbing anything because he's eating like crap and wondering what else he needs to take. Well, you need to get the crap out of there. Get the, get the garbage out of there you're eating. So there are seven foundational pieces of our, sort of our architecture that we have to have to make them go. And those are. Well, nutrition is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. We we talk about fork curls a lot what's actually at the end of your fork and you have the ability to either make a healthy decision or a sick decision with every bite that you take and that's every single day sometimes three times a day sometimes three times a day and two snacks and while we were out and about this past weekend we did a lot more fasting than we did feasting because we just weren't going to eat off of those food trucks that are all processed foods and your body can't figure out what on earth it is that you're eating so it creates this sort of chemical soup if you will just a bunch of garbled information on the inside of your body that is misunderstood so here comes the inflammation here comes the itises here comes all the precursors to Mm. chronic sickness and disease which is inflammation yeah number two is going to be sleep i mean we don't sleep enough we don't make a point to do that. We stay really in the unrested or the fatigued state most of the time. We should be getting about seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting that, you should be taking naps. And so you <laughs> make that happen, whatever you do, and make sure it becomes a part of your life the way it should be. Because sleep is a time that we are in a predominantly fasted state. And that's a time we can begin to really recover quite well. And we have to have that. The next one is stress management. You know, stress is one of the number one reasons that people come to see a clinician. They have stressed Mm -hmm. themselves out to speak and created high blood pressure, migraine headaches, um, all sorts of inflammatory conditions because of the behaviors that they have uh, chosen to try to manage stress. Yeah, we look at the next one, movement. We need to move more, set less. We recommend 150 minutes per week dedicated towards good cardiovascular-oriented movement and at least three times a week of strength training. That's number four. And number five is DNA, which stands for deoxyribonucleic acid, which is the genetic information that that is on the inside of every (laughs) single solitary cell in your body. Mm -hmm. And the next one, obviously, we talk about is this thing called hormones, which we're going to continue our discussion tonight, introducing one more hormone. And then finally, number seven is... 
ding, 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 peptides, which mm -hmm. are short chain amino acids strung together in chains that have all kinds of um, magic mm -hmm. little uh, mechanisms of action inside your system. And we'll spend several, several weeks in the upcoming future talking about all those and, and telling you what we do, what we do, it, et cetera. The overarching theme that sort of um, supersedes all these seven key foundational columns, if you will, is going to be spiritual and emotional wellness. We have to be spiritually and emotionally well. That's a big deal. We've said this before. You cannot pill away, hormone away, supplement away, medicate away, um, surgery away, pray away the chronic effects of the consistently chosen standard American diet. And I mean that seriously. Uh, you just you can't do it. It's, it's something we shouldn't be doing, but we do it anyway, and that causes problems. So we're going to begin uh, or continue, I should say, our discussion about hormones tonight. And uh, this is a really important area of linking these hormones together. We'll talk about another one tonight. We talked about insulin last week. We'll visit on that briefly. But it's important to understand that hormones are all formed from a molecule called cholesterol. And the initial formation of this cholesterol um, conversion, if you will, or synthesis into these uh, endocrine um, hormones is the, it happens in the mitochondria. And this is a big deal because if the mitochondria is not healthy and the mitochondria is the energy produ producing powerhouse of the cell, we're not going to produce hormones well at all. So first of all, you know, hormones, as you can see right now, are, they're, they're special chemical messengers created in the endocrine glands. Think about these like emails. These are Emails. Emails are only as good as the receiver who receives them putting the instructions into practice. So if an email system goes out in your company, how are you going to communicate? If your email system goes out in your body, how are you going to communicate? So these chemical messengers are meant to carry a message, and that's what they are as emails. A good way to remember it. So there's a big diagram here that you can kind of see that's um, fascinating. And so Dr. Michelle, I'll kind of take them through that, if you will. So we know that... Your brain receives all the signals from your environment in through the eye gates, in through the ear gates, in through the nose gates, the touch gates, and then, of course, the smell gates. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are perceived by the hypothalamus in the brain. And the hypothalamus then is going to uh, send a signal to the pituitary gland, and the pituitary is then going to send another uh, chemical signal or hormone signal to a specific gland either the thyroid, the adrenals, the female uh, and male sex glands to respond or react. Now, when we're under stress, one of the main glands that is signaled are the adrenals. And the adrenals are small little walnut size, coconut size, not coconut hmm. size, walnut size um, um, glands that sit on top of the kidneys. And they secrete your stress hormones. And those stress hormones are cortisol, epinephrine and norepinephrine which allow you to run fight or flee mm -hmm. when you're under stress and uh, it's very important that we understand how the brain communicates with the rest of the glands in the body because if we change our perspective we change how we're receiving information from our environment we can modulate the output of these glands when you see this next um picture on your screen, you see all these emotions that are present. Um, and there are seven emotions there. I think that's funny because you can see it going from left to right. There's uh, sort of, you could imagine, anger, confusion, um, weepiness, hysteria, etc. 
And when people's hormones or emails are not working well, you're going to see a lot of confusion. So these emotions will come up, and the emotions can lead us to what this lady looks like uh, staring in front of her computer. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> that is what the standard American diet is going to eventually bring you to, is just um, the doldrums of feeling mm. slumped over, hurting, aching, fatigued, uh, possibly even overweight and miserable. That's a big deal because when you look at that coming up, there's there's all these eight hormones that we've talked about over the course of time. You can kind of see these um, here on the screen in front of you. Uh, there's estrogen, uh, there's progesterone, testosterone, thyroid, pretty much people have heard of those, and there's yeah. cortisol, insulin, um, leptin, and DHEA. And we're going to talk about all these in succession. Now, last week, as you know, we talked about Insulin, insulin, so a brief overview on that. Insulin is the blood sugar hormone. And insulin, when you are consuming too much blood sugar, your body stays in a fat storing state due to this hormone called insulin. So it might taste good to your taste buds, but it doesn't do a body good. It puts the body hmm. in a state of metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance, which is what really puts that spread around your middle. So brief case scenario or short case scenario is that we've got to control the glycemic load or the sugar load that is coming into the system if we're going to get a, a management of that hormone called insulin. The fascinating thing about insulin is that it's driven primarily by this thing called blood sugar, which is driven primarily by our food. But it's also driven primarily by another hormone called cortisol. You talked about that a moment ago, produced in the adrenal glands along with adrenaline and noradrenaline or adrenaline or epinephrine and norepinephrine. So when you look at this whole process of cortisol, it's produced when we sort of uh, are in stress mode, right? We all understand mm -hmm. that. It's a stress hormone. But it's also known as a glucocorticoid, and that's gluco kind of means, sounds like glucose, doesn't it? It also creates blood sugar. So if you're not eating right, and then you're stressed out all the time, you're going <laughs> yeah. to be creating oh, more boy, blood sugar, which drives more insulin, which drives more fat tissue. So there's such a thing as we call cortisol belly. It's a it's a big fat belly that sticks out because we're not getting any sleep. When we're not sleeping, we're not producing the melatonin necessary to keep us calm and asleep, but we're producing cortisol at nighttime. So you get the idea. So, you know, cortisol is a hormone that's kind of ravishing uh, most of the world right now, wouldn't you say? I think so. We are stressed out. In fact, when this whole corona situation mm -hmm. started to go down in uh, 2020, I was turning on the news, watching the media, and I would look down at my fitness watch that tracks my heart rate. And at times, based on all of the fear that was projected through the TV screen, I would mm -hmm. see my heart rate jump up over 100. And yeah. normally, my yeah. heart rate is in the 50s resting. So you can see that what you're exposed to from all your senses can be extremely toxic and stressful and can put us in harm's way. Yeah, and that's, that's a great thing to understand because the concept of fear is going to drive the, um, the nervous system to create this stress response, and the stress response is going to create this cortisol. And cortisol, as we talked about, just to connect it all together, is going to create blood sugar. It's supposed to, and blood sugar creates insulin, and so both of those things together are going to cause you to maintain weight, which create a lot of inflammation and affect other hormones that we'll talk about in the future. So it is imperative to find time to relax. 
I mean, that was number uh, two in our seven pillars, sleep. I mean, you've got to sleep. If you're not sleeping well and you're getting three hours of sleep a night, I guarantee you, you're producing too much cortisol. Now, too much cortisol over time can create a situation called general adaptation syndrome. And what that means is we get used to being stressed so that that becomes a norm of the body. General, G, adaptation, A, syndrome, S, gas. What's that G-A-S, spell? Gas. You're out of gas. You're always fatigued all the time, always wired, but tired. Here's a test for you. Can you sit down for 10 minutes and not say anything, not be on media, just sit there and relax for 10 minutes? Can you do that? If the thought of that sitting in quiet stresses you out, then you're stressed out. And then it's a big deal. You got to get quiet. We got to have relaxation. You got to learn to disconnect and unplug. We find that to be mandatory in our lives, don't yeah, we? Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely essential. Yeah, I have to. Now, again, when you combine cortisol and insulin and fat gain in a system, we find ourselves not feeling well. And as we don't feel well, well, it turns us back to the food intake. And we end up putting in what we call comfort foods. Mm -hmm. Comfort foods are known as inflammatory foods. So one more time, what are those inflammatory foods? Oh, we gotta get boy. This. We're going to say this so many times mm-hmm. that you guys will rattle us mm-hmm. off in your sleep. You, you get in a restaurant, you're going to know exactly what they are, and you're going to steer clear. Those are sugars, artificial mm-hmm. sweeteners, fried foods, MSG, monosodium glutamate, and other chemical fillers. You got to turn that label around and check the label. Processed foods, anything in a box, package. It's packaged. It's had other things added to it. So we really need to be Mm -hmm. aware of what is on the label. Is it real? Is it not? Is it good? Is it not? What is in that box, that bag that we are ingesting? Sodas. Where does a lot of liquid sugar come from? It's soda. Mm -hmm. Diet soda has almost as much effect on insulin levels as regular sodas. In other words, it's toxic. Excessive caffeine and alcohol. All that does is tear up the GI lining. It ends up tearing the system down. It makes for a leaky gut. And before we know it, we have all kinds of GI distress. Then those breads and grains. I know we like our breads and grains. But when we analyze the genetics, did you know that 80% of the time people cannot tolerate gluten very well? They just don't digest it well. So we need to really become mindful of how much of this uh, excess caloric load we're taking in. And then there's yeast, soy, and corn. These are inflammatory, disease-causing to everyone, young and old, all the time. Now, think about this. Let's be reasonable. How is this tied to our hormones? When we create inflammation, we also create stress. Mm -hmm. We also drive cortisol. And over the time, too much cortisol will suppress your immune system. How does that shake your Yikes, yikes, yeah. Well, you know, it's like um, cortisol, Mm -hmm. prendazone. Those things, think about it. We use prednisone and cortisone to suppress yeah. inflammation. And those things long-term suppress the immune system's ability to actually function appropriately. Which is why we should not be doing those things in a prophylactic basis, if at all possible. Just FYI. Now, that brings us to things that we need to consume that don't create inflammation generally speaking, and those would be known as anti-inflammatory foods. Yes, anti-inflammatory foods. And we've talked about these Mm -hmm. a multitude of times. It's quality proteins. Look for words like organic, grass-fed and finished, free-range and wild-caught in terms of proteins. Healthy oils and fats like avocado oil, olive oil, nuts, and seeds. 
Look for those low glycemic fruits. Purchase those low glycemic fruits, berries, oranges, apples, and then low glycemic non-root above ground starchy veggies. These are anti-inflammatory, non-disease causing to everyone, young and old, all the time. Now we get asked a lot, is there, is there a plan out there that's already packaged, done up, ready for me to go where I don't have to think about it? Well, we've got a 40-day reset. This is what we call it. It's 40 days that we've got it scripted out for you on what to do. And it will reset your system. It'll give you a nice kick in the backside where you've kind of gotten off course. Within the 40-day reset plan, we've already got a detox kit there for you that's got uh, two meals a day in a shape form provided for you along with three or four supplements that help with liver health already packaged up in individual pill packs for you. So we've got two of your three meals per day covered for those 14 days. And then we go after that with the remainder of 26 days-ish. We've got it scripted out. We move you into this anti-inflammatory food program. We provide your vitamin D, your vitamin K, your omega-3s, and some unique homeopathic drops that actually can move out excess fat tissue, move in lean body mass, and help you with cravings. So the 40-day reset plan is something we highly encourage you to do. Uh, we've got this thing just out here, just scripted out for you. All you got to do is follow it. It's about a $400 value. You'll see we've got that cut down roughly 40% for you. Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash 40. You see on the screen, Sherwood.tv forward slash 40. That's a plan that can help you really keep these hormones in line and keep them in balance and keep them moving in the right direction so that the hormones, cortisol and insulin, don't become a part of your life and certainly don't become a part of your disease process in your life. We don't need to live like that. We can do better than that, right? Don't you think? Absolutely, we can do better than that. For tonight's perspective, I want to talk about something that really hits the core of where we are right now in our world. There's not enough people standing up. There's not enough people being leaders. We're having indecisiveness and uh, waffling in leadership. So the question becomes of tonight's perspective, are we going to stand up, step up, speak up, or stand down, step back, and say nothing? When you stand down, step back, and say nothing, you've communicated loudly. In other words, saying nothing is saying something. Doing nothing is doing something. We think about this, and we live in a time and a place where political correctness, um, being uh, trying to get along, all-inclusive, has been carried too far. There are no right and wrongs. There are now whatever you deem right is right, whatever you deem wrong is wrong, even if it disagrees with everybody. There's no absolute truth. There's no absolute morality code. There's no absolute ethical code. There's no absolute God. There's no absolute one way to heaven. These no absolutes are absolutely crippling our society. We can try to set rules and guidelines to fix that, but the bottom line is no rules and guidelines are going to fix the condition of a person's heart. A person's heart can only be uh, fixed by the love of God. We want to fix the government. We want to fix the world. We want to fix medicine. We want to fix this or that or the other. But friends, we can't fix that until we affix our eyes upon Jesus. The Bible talks about this perspective of standing up, stepping up, and speaking up very clear in the book of Proverbs, verse six through nine, chapter eight, verse six through nine. Listen to this. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. 
Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. Thy are all planned to him who understands and write to those who find knowledge. When you speak words of excellence, you're speaking the words of God. When you speak words of God, you're speaking words of love. When you speak words of love, you're speaking words of truth. Words of truth can set you free. The Bible says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. But friends, the Son can't set anyone free that doesn't receive his word of truth. Truth overrides everything. There is an ultimate truth. There is an ultimate truth that we must stand upon, that we must speak upon, that we must die because of. It's a big deal because it's been said that if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Real quick, a little illustration to prove my point about the need to stand up, the need to do something, is I want you to imagine three positions in life. There's a position of commitment, which few can do. There's a position of compromise, which many will do. And there's a position of conflict, which many most do, actually. Conflict is a place where people are conflicted about which way to go, right or left. Do I want to go down the compromise trail? No, I don't think I want to do that. Do I want to go the commitment trail? No, I don't think I can stand with that. No, I don't think I can keep up with that. No, I don't think I can live up to that. The point being with that is the difference between compromise and commitment is so slight, but people won't make a decision to either. Therefore, they live in conflict. We live in a world of conflict because people will not make a stand. We need to make a stand. I'd rather somebody make a stand for a complete compromise and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to compromise morals. I'm going to compromise God the rest of my life. You know what? I don't like that, but I respect that. I don't like it. It's a wrong decision. But again, it's a decision they made. And I can live with that decision they made because they consciously made that decision. But to make no decision like that is a problem. When you make no decision, you already made a decision. And frankly, that's the worst place to be in a place of conflict. You're not all sold in and all, all sold into compromise or all sold into commitment. And we need to pick one. And because the Bible talks about this in Revelation, not hot or cold, you're lukewarm. Therefore, I will spew out of my mouth. And God wants people for commitment. We need to stand up, speak up, step up, and do the right things regardless. There's a cause that's higher than us. There's a cause that's bigger than us. There's a cause that says, I must stand. Even if I stand, even if it kills me, even if I die because of my stand, I must stand. The cause of Christ is a cause by which we must stand. We must stand by his principles, his guidelines, and we must do as Jesus teaches us to do in Luke 9, 23. If any man or woman comes after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And that means if we want to do what Jesus did, we want to be like Jesus is, then we got to be willing to do what he did. And that's a big step. Am I willing to go that far? Am I willing to carry my belief system in Christ all the way to the cross or all the way to death? Am I willing to do that? That's a question we must answer. So back to our question of this perspective. Are you a person that stands up, steps up, and speaks up? Or are you a person that typically stands down, backs down, steps back, and says nothing? Mm, That's a perspective. 
I encourage you not to be in the middle. Do one or the other. I hope you step up, stand up, and speak up. But if you don't, I'd rather you stand down, step back, say nothing, and get out of my way. Because I'm a person that's going to step up. Dr. Michelle is a person that's going to step up. How about you? Are you a person that's going to step up? I hope you are. We the people. It's not I the person or not we the couple. It's we the people. We need to step up as a group, friends, and be the people. Because if we're not the people, we're going to get get crushed by an organized group that says we the devil's army. And the We the Devil's Army is out there right now. Make no bones about that. And they are strong in force, but they're not as mighty as our Lord because we the people, when we allow the Lord to be the Lord of our lives, and the King of our kings, the person that carries us banner and torches in front of us, the, the person that allows angels to be surrounded about us, we become strong. So we're going to talk about a well-known scripture passage tonight that I think is very appropriate, very powerful, and awesome in that light, because this is one of my favorites of all time. It is found in Psalm 23, known as the 23rd Psalm. So read that scripture right now, will you, sweetheart? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Mm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's kind of break this down briefly, shall we? First of all, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. A good shepherd is a shepherd that will guide his sheep in the direction of green pastures and safety, about a bounty and abundance, not lack. He won't guide them towards brown pastures. He'll guide them towards green pastures, which means it's alive. Brown pastures are dead. Green pastures are alive. A shepherd will protect his flock to not let the wolves come in and eat them. The shepherd will take his staff and he'll rescue you if you fall down. The shepherd will take um, whatever instrument he has and he will knock out the the wolf or the lion that comes trying to eat you. The shepherd's a protector. The shepherd's someone you can trust. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. I think that's powerful. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Ooh, that's good. Leads me beside still waters. It refreshes my soul. It restores my soul. When you think about green pastures, what do you think about? Oh, green, lush pastures. Lush, meaning a lot of growth right there. Isn't that cool? Quiet waters. Waters that are pure. Waters that are awesome. Waters that feed your soul and refreshing my soul. That's your emotions. Did you know that? The soul's emotions? How many people today, sweetheart, are running around with emotions that are out of control? Oh, there's quite a few. You know, you, what we're seeing in today's day is a lot of division. Mm. You know, there are people are 
pitting one against the other. Masks, no masks, vaccine, no vaccine. We've completely lost our way. We need our souls refreshed. We need this good shepherd to refresh our souls. Maybe we need to go back to his pasture to allow him to lead us down those green pastures and quiet waters and refresh our soul. He guides us along the right path for his namesake. You want to know where to go? You want to know when to go? You want to know how to go? You want to know the pathway of life? pathway of life is found in one direction, and that's from the Great Shepherd. How many times in life have we wondered where to go? Oh, not some. sometimes it's daily. Sometimes yeah. it's even hourly. Where mm. are we going? Do you know God even cares what you eat? He'll direct you down the right pathway to eat. He'll direct, direct yeah. you down the right pathways to sleep, and the right pathways to turn your car, down the right pathways to talk to the person in front of you or not talk. He'll lead you down where you need to go. I like this next part. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will feel no, fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, some translations, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that means it's not death, it's the shadow of death. Darkest valley means it's the darkest place. Does this mean that we're going to avoid these dark places? No. But even though, even though we walk down those dark places, we know there's someone with us all the time. So the decision we make doesn't say, I will wait on God to stamp out evil. It says, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. That's our job to fear no evil because we know that even though we are walking down some of the darkest valleys at times in our life, that God is going to be there with us. And when we know he's with us, we must not fear anything because we know his rod and staff, his equipment of being a shepherd, they're going to provide him comfort. Because remember, the rod will knock out any of your enemies and the staff will get you out of the ditch when you mm, fall down. Good, Powerful, powerful passage. I like this one, next next subject. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Wow. You have enemies? I'm sure I do. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know them by name, but you know, I'm sure they're out there. Do you have enemies? I think in the body of Christ we all have enemies. Anyone mm-hmm. that can be used by the devil can become an enemy of a follower of Christ or another human being. We know that you can't hate your brother, whoever that would be, or you don't love God. That's the point. There shouldn't be any hatred. But the bottom line is, even in the midst of our enemies, God's going to prepare our table and give us favor. Even in the midst of enemies, we'll have a seat at the table, which is kind of cool to think about because we're not going to be left out. In other words, I want you to think about this. In places of prominence, you will have a seat at the table amongst people that don't really like you, but they can't explain why you're there because for whatever reason, you just keep showing up. For whatever reason, you just keep getting favor to get there. That is God's favor in our life, friends. I think that's amazing. How about the next one? You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Hmm. That's not about oily hair, is it? I don't think that's the right kind of anointing. (laughs) No, the anointing of oil was poured upon the priest's heads to set them apart for work of the service to the kingdom, work of the service to the tabernacle, work of the service as high priests. They were set apart. They were anointed. Friend, you and I, all of us are set apart. We have an anointing on our life. We have the oil or the anointing of God flowing down from us so that wherever we go, 
we have this presence of God about us operating in the equipped gifts he gives us. Now, he's given us the gift of healing. He's given us the gifts of administration and even um, you know the, the gifts of, of prayer. God's given us these gifts, and he's given you gifts. And we are all set apart, and we're anointed in our cup. In other words, the cup of whatever we have, whatever we need of, it's going to overflow. So we have an anointing to do God's work, and we have the abundance that God provides to do his work. So in other words, what that says Where God guides, he provides. Where God guides, we do not lack anything. He always guides us on the pathways where we can do what we're called to do, and he provides us, you know, what we need, and he protects us if we just briefly spoke. What about this one? Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How does that make you feel? Forever. Wonderful. Can't. I just look at that. Forever. Dwell in the house of the Lord. When somebody invites you over to your house, over to their house, it's very important. What if they said to you, you know what? I got a room back there for you. It's like, I mean, we're talking a mansion. Let's think about a mansion in the uh, Malibu Hills of California or whatever. Just a big old mansion that you see. Right looks over the ocean and somebody says to you, I got a whole section of house over there. I just built just for you. Stay as long as you want. Not going to cost you anything. And this person is looked at as one of the most honorable, richest, craziest, wildest persons in the world. But they said, there's your room over there. You know, God is bigger than all of that. He's preparing a mansion for us with our own rooms where we can have for the rest of our days. We can dwell or live in the house of the Lord forever. That gives me great comfort sometimes. Gives me you? hope. Yeah. Peace. Sometimes we need hope. Um, we the people need hope. Our hope is found in his glory. Whose glory? Not Dave and Christine's glory, but the glory of God. So that's why we love working with this ministry. If you enjoy these videos and these uh, programs we're doing, kick us some kind comments in the feed down there and tell us what you like. We do review them a lot of the time. We don't catch all of them, but we do. <laughs> we do. And tell us what you like. And uh, boy, for those of you that come out and see us and say, I watch you on His Glory TV, thank you. How we appreciate a lot of people you. come up. Oh, yes. So I see you guys on TV all the time, and we're they grateful. Say thanks for the hope. I just appreciate that. So we thank you. So anytime you see us on the road, um, please come and say hi. Please um, you know, tell us what you like, what you don't like. We can take that. Um, send us some emails sometimes. You can go to Sherwood.tv, go to that thing. There's all kinds of services and things that we do. Well, a lot of things we do are free. You can just get on there and just avail yourself to all those things. So Sherwood.tv. And you can also send us an email, and we do answer those emails. They come to us, and we we don't push them off. We do answer those. So we hope that you guys enjoy these things. So we want you to have this concept of hope and health. We want it to be stuck down deep in your heart. And if you want hats like this, you can go on hisglory.me, I believe, and you can look at their merchandise store and get yourself a hat just like we're wearing. And again, that's awesome because those proceeds go to help His Glory Ministries. Big, full show tonight, wasn't it? It was awesome. Thank you all for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.